0: Welcome to the Elevate Life podcast channel. We hope this sermon encourages and inspires you so you can go and grow to your next level. For more information about our church, please visit our website, elevate.life. Enjoy the message. Come on, y'all. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Everybody say, let's go. Put your hand on your heart. If you're new with us, we make declarations. So also want to welcome Alicia Nebraska, Susan Point, Mark, California. We have watch parties that are happening all over the country. Give them a big hand. Thank y'all so much. But if you're here, you need to be in the house of God. All right? So, hey, say this with me. I declare that I'm created in the image of God. I am blessed to be fruitful, multiply, fill the earth, and take dominion. I declare that 2022 is my year of promise for me, my family, my finances, and my future. Put a big amen on that. Pastor Sheila is talking so loud, it's distracting me. you got to understand, she whispers, and she whispers, she whispers all the time. We'll be driving along, and, I'll, and she's talking to me, and I'm leaning. I'm leaning. And I, go, I can't lean anymore. You've got to talk louder. She's so quiet around our house. And she was just down there going, I declare. Girl, you bring it because I'm about to bring it here. All right, come on, y'all. I declare that according to 2 Corinthians 1.20, that all the promises of God in him are yes and in him amen. Today, I open up my mind to receive the promises of God so I can think like God, be like God, and do life the way God intended for me to live. Let's lift up our hands. Say this with me. Holy Spirit, help me elevate my thinking so I can elevate my life in Jesus' name. Come on, y'all. So glad you're here. You may be seated. Hug somebody on your way down, bump them, do something if you want to. Well, around 1992, I wrote a book, and it's called How to Defeat Satan's Number One Weapon. It was the first book I ever wrote because it was the first real revelation that I had that some people just did not know. How Satan was working against them. Today I've come to unwrap that revelation for you. But not just about Satan's number one weapon in terms of relationships. But also your greatest weapon against his number one weapon. And I'm going to talk about that. But before I do, I just wanted to read something. Uh, Just real quick here. if I can find it I would like to thank my friend Dave Long and his church Believers Life Assembly for helping produce this book and I saw David and Millie here all the way back then I had this dream in my heart that I would write a book and I went to Dave's church in New Orleans, Louisiana, but it was, it was, uh, what was the city called? Uh, Harvey. Harvey, Louisiana. And when I told him I wanted to write this book, he said, how much is it going to cost? And I told him the cost. And that day in one offering, they paid for this book to be printed all the way back to 1992. And now 20 years later, is that right? 30 years later, Pastor Dave and Millie have been in our church from the very beginning, 22 years. Thanks for making this possible. Y'all stand up. Would you do that? This is my friend that made this message possible to the world. Thank you, Dave. I don't forget. I don't forget. And I always give honor, sometimes even when honor's not due. But it is due in this case. So thank you for making this message available to really now hundreds of thousands, maybe millions of people uh, through the years as we've gotten this message. Today, I've got a few of these left, uh, and and I mean just a few. I'm going to be signing them in the lobby. It's a little book, but it's got one of the most profound messages in it that you'll ever read. And not just because I wrote it, but because God revealed it, and I wrote what he revealed. How to defeat Satan's number one weapon. Here's facts you need to know about the devil. Yes, you need to know some facts about the devil. First, he's real. The devil's real. The third and latest report by Dr. George Barna's American Worldview Inventory evaluated the perceptions of God that people in the United States have. The first study was done in 1991 that I'll cite in a minute. But most recently, this study found that only 51% of Americans believe God is an all-powerful, all-knowing, all-perfect and just creator of the universe that still rules the world today. Can I just ask you a question? Why do you think America is in trouble? Only 51% of Americans believe that God is all-powerful, all-knowing and that he's still running the universe. Now, the study goes on. This is a significant decline from the first time the study was done in 1991, where 73% of Americans believed that God was all-powerful, all-knowing, and the perfect and just creator of the world. When asked about the existence of Satan, 56% of Americans said, Satan is not merely a symbol of evil, but is a real spiritual being and influences human lives. 49% on the other hand said they are not entirely sure that God exists. Therefore, they're not sure that they're a boy or a girl. Therefore, they're they're not sure about critical race theory and critical theory that's invading the public school systems of the United States of America. They're not sure. You know why they're not sure? Because when you're not sure God exists, you're left to your own narrative and you're left to your own truth. And and listen to this, the study went on to say this, the authors conclude Americans are now more confident in the existence of Satan than they are God. Why do you think in the last two years, wear a mask, get vaccinated, be freaked out, stay away from each other? Because from the highest places of authority, The devil's language, his modus operandi is fear. And out of that fear, he begins to spread. There has been a spirit of fear that has been released on the United States of America and therefore on the world, on Canada right now, that is absolutely going crazy right now. All over the world, the things that are happening right now. And you say, What in the world is going on? Here's what's going on only 51% of the United States of America, people who live in this country, believe that God is all power. And all-knowing and that he's in charge. There's a whole lot of Americans that go to church, but they don't believe that God is all power and he's all-knowing. There's a whole lot of people who call themselves Christians, but their life does not line up with this all-powerful, all-knowing God of the universe. They don't they have moral depravity because their morals are not based on the word of the living God. The devil is real. He's real. But guess what? God is real. So I came today to deliver a message that God gave me when I was 32. Today I'm 62. The Bible says in Luke, the 10th chapter, the 18th verse, I saw, Jesus said, I saw Satan fall like lightning. And he goes on to warn. Different cities like Bethsaida, Chorazin, which we visited when we were in Israel. And he said, there's going to be more mercy for Tyre and Sidon than there is for those of you that have totally turned your back on God. You say, Tyre or Sidon? Why is Jesus talking about Tyre or Sidon? If you go back to the book of Ezekiel, in Ezekiel, the 28th chapter the prophet Ezekiel began to call out the king who was over Tyre and Sidon and said, you're being led by demonic spirits. And as he began to call that out, I just want to pause here for just a second. One of the greatest criticism I get is people say, oh, you talk about politics too much. Let me just tell you something. In days of old, in the Bible, the prophets would confront kings. They would confront the evil in those kingdoms and they would call it out. And because the prophets called it out, God cast the devil out of heaven into hell. So what I'm here today to tell you is I'm calling it out. There's craziness going on in our world right now. There's craziness going on in our country. And some of y'all are like me and you're going, what in the world? Mr. President, what are you going to do about the rising gas prices? By the way, let me just stop right here. Whether I pay $5 a gallon or $10 a gallon, it doesn't affect my lifestyle. But there's some of you here, it would affect you. And when our leader was asked, what are you going to do about the gas prices? There's nothing I can do. It's Russia's fault. It is a lie from the pit of hell. And I'm calling him out and his administration out. And I'm not ashamed to do it because it's a lie. It's a lie. Now, listen to me. Before you walk out and get mad, just listen. I'm a prophet. I'm speaking out on God's behalf, just like Ezekiel did in Tyre and Sidon. And because the prophet spoke out, Satan was cast from heaven. He was the worship leader in heaven. He had influence. A third of the angels went with him. But Jesus said, like lightning, I saw him fall. I've tried to be sensitive. I've tried to, God show me what to do. People say, pastor shouldn't talk about politics. I'm going to tell you something. I'm not talking about Republican or Democrat. I'm talking about freaking evil that's happening in our country. I don't care who it happens under and so as a prophet of God as a man of God and as a spiritual father and as a husband and a father and a grandfather and a proud American when things are happening like things are happening listen I'm not just ranting today I'm prophesying today because Satan is going to be cast down in this country y'all listen to me and the demonic (laughs) agendas that there are so let me pause for a minute On January 20th, we had a new president. On January 22nd, a nation that had become energy dependent, independent. We didn't need the Saudis oil. We certainly didn't need the Russians oil. On the second day he was in office, he cut it off. Just so you know, in case you don't know, we were the largest producer of oil in the world. And we weren't getting oil from other people for the first time in history. We weren't dependent on anybody for the first time in history. We were producing 800,000 barrels of oil today, or, or, or during, during that time and exporting that to the world that desperately needs oil. And then our sitting president turns it off and then has the audacity to say, What's gonna happen with gas, Mr. Oh, it's gonna keep going up. Why is it gonna keep going up? Because of Russia. Let me tell you something. We've been getting 670,000 barrels of oil a day from Russia like we need it. Now what's happening in Ukraine? There's so much going on, y'all, I can't even tell you. Ukraine, with all due respect, is being run by an actor, by a comedian that had a show. That was number one in Ukraine. I don't know what all is going on, but it is evil all across the board. Trust me when I tell you this. It ain't about Russia against Ukraine. God bless all the pastors that are saying, pray for Ukraine. Let me tell you something. I'm praying for America. Because if America can get fixed, if the church can get fixed, if the church will take a stand, America will take a stand, and we'll fix some of this stuff. Who? Listen to me. I'm telling you the truth. Some of y'all are really struggling right now. By the way, if your money's in the bank, you're losing money. 0.68% is what they're paying you on your money. Inflation, in case you hadn't heard, is at 7.9%. So if your money's sitting there, you're losing about 7% of your money with your money in the bank. What in the world is going on? We just watch it. And I'm telling you, in this church, you're not going to be sheeple. You can, you can be if you want. Well, they told us to wear a mask. We should do it. I saw a woman yesterday. After it's been proven it doesn't work on the box that sells the mask. These have not been proven To keep you from getting coronavirus, I'm glad when a dentist wears a mask. He doesn't spit all over me. I'm glad a doctor when he's operating. He but listen. Here's the I saw a woman by herself in the car, in the state of Texas the most free state, besides the state of Florida in the union, wearing a mask, driving along. I wanted to say, Hey, it's a lie. Don't believe it. You can think you're being protected, but my God, you're by yourself. You're in a car. Wake up, wake up. Now, in case you didn't know this, I'm wearing my warrior shoes, but in case that isn't enough. I'm not here today to talk about politics, but I'm here today to tell you the devil's real and there is demonic forces that are against the light that God has raised America up to be. And there there are people that have places of power right now, that I'm asking you as the church to pray with me that God himself will remove the evil doers in this country. Tomorrow, if I was president, and I wouldn't be and I won't be, but if I was president, you know what i do with one stroke of a pen? Open up the production, open up the pipelines and it would fix our problem. And two years ago, some of you, the most desirous place to live in the United States, Frisco, Texas, according to Forbes magazine, two years ago, we were paying $1.28 a gallon. That's what would happen. So recently, I can't remember, Federal Energy Reserve, blah, F-E-R-C, was sitting with one of the major oil producers in America And here's what they said on television. This was one true thing that was said. He said, we've received direction from the White House to cut oil production in the United States of America. And all we would have to do is turn it on and it would fix everything in one day. I'm tired of the lies I'm tired that people are suffering. I'm tired that people are believing the freaking lies. And I am calling it out in the name of Jesus. Come on, y'all. I'm just telling you. It's a lie. We're watching it happen. And going, what in the world? The devil's real. And when you're a part of America that doesn't believe... You believe more in the devil? You're gonna spew your fear because you have no faith in God. And then the people who don't have faith in God will be scared to death, literally. In this house, I treat this just like my family of origin. It's my family of choice. And as a spiritual father and as a prophet of God, you're a prophet too. What comes out of your mouth Death and life are in your mouth, in the power of your tongue. And under my watch with my family, we are not going to be led by a spirit of fear. God has not given us a spirit of fear. That's what's in our country right now. But of power and love and of a sound mind. So I'm asking the Lord Jesus Himself, just like He saw Satan cast down from heaven when the prophet stood up and said, You're an error, King of Tyre. You're an error, King of Sidon. It was at that point that that spirit that was driving those two massive kingdoms was cast from heaven into hell. I'm saying, in the name of Jesus, I want you to come into agreement with me right now on this day, March is Miracle Month, that God, you will cast the spirits that have exalted themselves. Over the United States of America, and you will send them back to hell. They cannot have free rule and free reign. If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven. I will heal their land. And God, that's what we ask. We ask for you to heal our land. We ask for a turn. We ask for a shift. We ask for a revival. We ask for an open heaven. God, we pray that you would still use America to be a lighthouse to the world, that you would prosper this nation, that you would bless us, God. And these lying spirits would be cast down in the name of Jesus. Somebody put an amen on that, come on. Okay, I'm back. The devil is real and he's working. The devil's a liar. You didn't know this, he's a liar. John 8, you are the, you, you, now listen, this is sweet Jesus, sweet pastor Jesus, looking at the leaders of his day, religious leaders, political leaders, and here's what he said, you are of your father, the devil, and the desires of your father you want to do. He was a murderer from the beginning. Thank God for Manchin on the other side of the aisle and others who just last week said, I'm not going to be a part of an America that will kill a baby right up to that baby being delivered. That was the agenda from this administration, not just abortion, but I'm talking about absolute murder when a baby is fully developed. And thank God there were some people on the other side that said, we're not going to allow, allow that to happen under our watch and it was stopped. But that's where America was going, y'all. I'm talking about- got a full term baby now that just hadn't come out yet. You can still kill it as long as it hadn't come out. It's sick and the devil is a liar and I'm calling him out. And he's a thief. I'm calling him out. And he has an agenda to murder. He was a murderer from the beginning. It does not stand for the truth. because Jesus is talking to the leaders because there is no truth in him. When he speaks a lie, he speaks from his own resources for he is a liar and the father of it. He's also a thief. You need to know this about the devil because some of y'all just been playing along with people that are being controlled by demons and devils. Listen to me trying to scare literally the hell out of you. That would be a positive. Stay away. Separate. Be afraid. You might die. Two years we've had this mess. Anybody seen Fauci lately? Now listen. Y'all listen to me. Listen to me. Don't leave yet. (laughs) The man that was the most powerful man in the world that wasn't elected. telling elected officials what they should do and people that have been controlled by demons have been doing it. Where is he? Now, I'm a prophet. I'm not saying this is from God, but you watch. Somebody in the not too near future is going to get blamed yep. for the idiotness of what's happened, yep. Yep. not just in America and the world. You watch it. Because this is how the devil works. This is what people under his, uh, his control and authority don't realize. They start devouring each other. Yep. Well, it was him. He's the one that said it. Yep. Just watch. Yep. That Fauci that's been the voice is going to be the fall guy. Yep. 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 We'll see. I'm not saying that's a this saith the Lord, but I just know how demon spirits work. Yeah. They use you. You do what you do. And then they go. I'm sure all my other pastor friends are talking about this today. I just know they are. (laughs) (laughs) The devil's a thief. By the way, God gave me this message in 1992. The Bible says Jesus said, The thief does not come except to steal, to kill, and to destroy. But I've come, Jesus said, that you might have life and life more abundantly. Somebody put an amen on that. Come on. The devil's a thief, though. He doesn't want you to have a great life. He doesn't want you to have a great wife. He doesn't want you to have a great husband. He doesn't want you to have a great family. The Marxist agenda that was behind BLM, different organizations that happened like that, it's a Marxist agenda. Let me just remind you what Marxism is in case you don't know. It started by a man named Karl Marx. Here's what Karl Marx said. Religion, if you, if you know it, finish it, is the opium of people. Ellen was about black people. No, it's not. It's about demasculating men. It's about exalting Jezebel spirits, removing the man from the home, and removing authority. That's what it's about. Many of the leaders have gone to jail and they're going to go to jail in the future. Why? Because they've taken the billions of dollars that stupid companies like Nike and Coca Cola have have given them for their agenda that was supposed to be in the name of black people and they're going out and buying mansions with it. So when justice comes, you watch. There's gonna be some people that go down. And that I am prophesying. It's been going on too long. The devil's a thief. He's a devourer. Don't leave yet. First Peter 5.8, hear the truth. Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, walks like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. You know why he walks like a roaring lion? He's not a lion, because he's a faker. Yeah. He's a devourer. But the problem is, he walks like a lion, but he's not a lion, because he doesn't have any teeth yeah. until humans give him teeth. The devil's a deceiver. You need to know this. 2 Corinthians 11, 3. But I fear lest somehow as the serpent deceived Eve by his craftiness, so your minds would be cor- corrupted by the simplicity of Christ. You need to know this about the devil. He's a sower of discord. Proverbs six sixteen and 19. These six things the Lord hates, yea, seven, are an abomination to him. A proud look. See if this sounds familiar. A lying tongue, hands that shed innocent blood, a heart that devises wicked plans, feet that are swift to running to evil, a false witness who speaks lies, and one who sows discord among the brethren. Boy, it sounds like a hateful tweet to me. God hates. A proud look, a lying tongue, hands that shed innocent blood, a heart that devises wicked plans, feet that are swift to running evil, false witnesses who speak lies, and people who sow discord among the brethren. Here's the most important thing you need to know about the devil. He's defeated. I said he's defeated. I said he's defeated. If you ask the average Christian, which we don't have in our church. If you come here, we're not called Average Life Church. I don't think anybody would come, really. Hey, welcome to Average Life Church. If you're, you are just have an average marriage and average life, average finances, just average existence, welcome here. But I'm telling you, that's where a lot of churches are. I'm not judging anybody. I'm just saying, there's average Christians that are there. They're not kingdom-minded. They're just Christians. They're not kingdom-minded businessmen or businesswomen. They're Christian businessmen and businesswomen. They got their seeds shooting everywhere. It would be like having multiple wives, multiple girlfriends. That's how their giving is. When God says, bring your tithes into the storehouse that there may be fruit in my house, not giving to things that you're passionate about, but being about the kingdom of the living God. And so, if you were to ask the average Christian, why did Jesus come from heaven to earth? The average Christian would say, well, to die on a cross for my sins. And it sounds right. It's just the Bible doesn't say that. Well, did he come and die on a cross for your sins? Yes. But why did he come? That was his mission, to die on a cross for your sins. But the why is the purpose for which he came. So why did Jesus come? Watch this. But when people keep on sinning, it shows they belong to the devil. It's the Bible. Not that they worship the devil, but they belong to the devil. They're on the devil's side. A lot of people today are on the devil's side. 51% of America, they're not on God's side. That's why we got such a mess, y'all. Listen to me. It's not Republican or Democrat. It's a mess because people don't even believe, Like they, they believe God. Oh, okay, yeah, I believe. Oh, yeah, I believe in God. But they have no, they do not align their life with the word of God. Yeah, and so, so if you keep on sinning, in other words, if you keep missing the mark because just it's, it's your own truth. I, this is my truth. Your truth is not God's truth. His truth needs to be your truth. The world says, oh, this is my truth. If you keep on sinning, you belong to the devil who has been sinning since the beginning. But the Son of God, watch this, the purpose for which he came was to destroy the works of the devil. That's our job. Our job is to call out the the works of the devil, to destroy the works of the devil. And And the truth is, is that in this day and age in which we live, we need to understand something. The only thing that gives the devil any power is when you choose to live life your way rather than God's way. That's what's wrong with America. People are choosing to live their way. They're choosing to live their truth. They're choosing to follow their narrative. And I don't care if you're an American, if you're black, you're white, you're Hispanic, it doesn't matter. Your ethnicity, your nationality, Your socioeconomic status needs to bow in the presence of God Almighty. The Word of God does not fit your ethnic narrative. The Word of God does not fit your nationality. The Word of God does not fit. You can't fit God in a box and say, well, this is how God is because I'm black. This is how God is because I'm white. No, the Word of God needs to change your whiteness, change your blackness, change your Americanness, and we need to be kingdom people, y'all, and that'll fix a whole lot of stuff got my warrior shoes on some of y'all I'm preaching you happy others of y'all I'm making you so mad good I have a lot of pastor friends and they're great at comforting the afflicted but not afflicting the comfortable I'm going to do both Cause I stay afflicted so I'm not conflicted. I don't want my normal way, the way I was raised, to make this book fit into what my family did or didn't do. So here's the last things I want to tell you. We'll read through about three o'clock. Just kidding. Number one how do you defeat Satan's number one weapon? I didn't tell you what it is yet. I'm going to tell you how to defeat it, though, before I tell you what it is. Number one, realize that God has called you to live a godly life. That's not preached best in churches anymore either. But God has called you to live a godly life. That means a God-first life. We live in a country that has no morals because the only morality that's worth following is in this book. If you don't believe that God is all-powerful and all-knowing, then your morals are gonna be what you decide to do and what you think is best for you. Right. So sleeping around's okay for a lot of people who even call themselves Christians. God says, that's not my way. Cheating, lying, stealing, whatever you wanna say. It's like, God has called you to live a godly life. What what does the Bible say? By his divine power, 2 Peter 1, 3, God has given us everything we need for living a godly life. There's some people, listen now, I'm going to give you a revelation. Some people don't have what they need from God because they don't want to live a godly life. They're praying. They're going, going, God, I need, I need, God, I want, I want, I want. He goes, man, I could give you all that, but you hadn't wanted to live a godly life enough. I'm not, I'm not going to serve. I'm not going to give. I'm not going to. Those church people, people walk around with church hurt. God didn't call you to be church healthy. Wow, good. Wow. So don't be church hurty. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I got hurt in that church. Or I got hurt, you know, by, by church people. Let me just tell you something. God hadn't called you to be hurt or helped by people. He's called you to live a godly life so he can touch your life and work miracles for you so you can become a miracle worker for other people. That's, but there's so many people, listen, so many people in the church world, they just got their church hurt, y'all. If y'all hadn't been in church for very long, you don't know what I'm talking about. Here's what happened in my church. I started a business with that person. Man, oh man, they didn't do what they were supposed to do. I can't tell you how many thousands, not hundreds, thousands of people have left our church through the years because they got aligned with somebody in a business and it went sour and they just said, oh, that's how, that's how church people are. Or somebody first fruits God or gives God a little bit of money and nothing comes back to them and they go, I'm not doing that anymore. God has called you, watch this now, not to be blessed. God has not called you to prosper. God has called you to live a godly life. And if you do that, you'll be blessed and you'll prosper. Come on, somebody besides heaven. Well, I just deserve to be happy. No, you don't. That is no nowhere in this Bible. You know what you deserve? Judgment. You know what you deserve? Hell. You know what you deserve? However, you were the worst with somebody else, that's what you deserve. That's what I deserve. But the blood of Jesus, the forgiveness of Jesus, the mercy of Jesus, the love of Jesus has cleansed me and washed me so that I'm not judged on my worst day and neither are you. But most people, they operate out of their worstness rather than out of God's bestness because they're broken and they're unhealed. Watch this. Not because of what happened to them or didn't happen to them, but because they haven't had a desire and have answered the call to live a godly life. You got, you got to decide for yourself. Can I just say something to you? Yes. Don't be spiritual. The spiritual weirdo wackos. Don't be spiritual, be godly. Yes. And then you're already spiritual. You're not a human being having a spiritual experience. Spirit. You're, you're a spiritual being having a human experience. So you're already spiritual. So quit be, trying to be spiritual without putting Jesus first in your life. Quit trying to be spiritual by coming to church and not giving God the first dollar of every 10. Just be godly desire to be godly and he takes what's not godly about you and he puts it under his blood and then if you're godly you'll actually treat people in a godly manner you'll you'll be like God to people okay if you're going to defeat Satan's number one weapon you've got to realize that God has called you to live a godly life here's the second thing ask for his great and precious promises let me ask you a question what have you been asking for ask for I'm going I'm going to preach teach and preach to you the promises of God all year long. Our financial leaders this last week last Saturday as I met with people who their job and their life is about advancing God's vision through this house. And I met with them and I talked to them about seven promises that God has for givers not for believers not for Christians, but seven promises in the 7,487 promises in the Bible that are forgivers. People who give over and above. Not, not people who just first fruit God, but people who actually give over and above. And I taught about, th- you see, we've got to, we've got we've got to pray for the promises of God, but we've also got to gotta ask. The ask there is ask, the S is seek, and the K is knock. Here's what Jesus said. Keep on asking and you'll receive what you ask for. Man, I've been asking for it, but it hadn't happened yet. Keep on asking. That's what Jesus said. Keep on seeking. And here's what Jesus said. Here's the promise you will find. Keep on knocking and the door will be open to you. Well, I just stopped asking because it never happens. I'm just so discouraged. I've stopped seeking because I ain't finding jack squat but discouragement. I've stopped knocking and there's no doors that are opening for me. Listen. If you're going to defeat the devil's number one weapon, you need to keep asking for God's great and precious promises. For everyone who seeks will find, everyone who asks will receive, and everyone who knocks, here's the promise, the door will be open. Come on, in the name of Jesus. Right now, right now, on the count of three, out loud. Doesn't have to be loudly. I want you to think about it. I want you to ask God for something out loud. I'm going to count to three, and I want you to ask for God out loud. And I want you to keep asking God and keep seeking. And Jesus himself gave us this promise. Ask and keep asking and you'll receive. Seek and keep on seeking and you will find. Knock and keep on knocking. Don't give up. Keep asking. Keep seeking. Keep knocking. And you will receive and you will find and doors will be opened unto you. Father, March is miracle month. God, I pray an open heaven over every person in this place. And so on the count of three, I want you to ask God out loud. Come on, ask God out loud for something. One, two, three. God pay off this debt come on, come on ask God, ask God God pay off this debt whatever it is, you ask God I'm asking God, God pay off this debt come on, just ask God you see this is how you defeat the devil you ask your ask is more important than his accusation and because of his glory and excellence not ours that we've been called to, he has given us great and precious promises. These are the promises that enable you to share in his divine nature, watch this now, and escape the world's corruption caused by human desires. When you know, just listen, I'm gonna say it one more time, that the sitting president of the United States with one stroke of his pen could turn the oil back on in our country. And just in our reserves, oil that hadn't even been brought up to the surface yet, just in our reserves, we have 150 years of reserves if we never drilled again. And our president and his administration has cut it off, and somehow there's something demonic going on that's causing a struggle to you. It's causing a struggle to me. It's causing a struggle in America. And I'm saying, stop. Stop it in the name of Jesus and turn on God's blessing in America. We don't need Russia. We don't need the Saudis. We don't need, listen, people say, well, you're just a nationalist. Yes, I am. I love America and I'm certainly not a globalist. And that's what you don't even. Some of you don't even understand. That's what's going on. Yeah. Yeah. They don't want you to have money. They don't want you to own anything. Yeah. These are stated goals. By 2030, you'll not own anything, and you'll be happy about it. Yeah. 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 Just look at it, look at look at up yourself. And some of y'all are just sheepling along. That's why I'm glad you're here, and you hadn't left yet. Let's wake up. The devil is laughing his tail off. (sighs) Okay, here's the last thing. Don't just know the devil's secret weapon, but if you're going to defeat his number one secret weapon, know your greatest weapon. From the very beginning, the devil has used this weapon. Here it is. Thank you, David Millie Long. It's negativity. His number one weapon is negativity. Really? How do, how do you find that? So let's go all the way back. Some of you have seen this illustration before. So after the place to put your name, after the, after the uh, contents, after the introduction, after the preface, you open the book of Genesis. Here's page one. Here's page two. By the time I get to page three, the devil starts lying. And he comes to Adam and Eve in the garden and they're standing at the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. God said, listen, this is the one tree. Y'all are naked, y'all are free. This is all for you. But this one tree, it's about me. Don't eat of this tree lest you die. So the devil, the thief, the devourer, The devil, the liar, the father of all lies comes to the first two humans created in the image of God who were living in paradise, a place called Garden of Eden. And this is where his negativity started. It sounds so innocent. Is it really true that God told y'all not to eat of this tree? Well, yeah, yeah, that's that's true. Uh, Here's the lie. God just knows if you eat of the tree, you'll be like him. What is negativity? To not give honor. So the devil's number one weapon against you is to get you on the negative side of life with a spirit of dishonor. Because this is how it works. When you have an honoring spirit, it empowers you to be positive, to speak those things that are not, although they were. It's called the language of faith, positivity. Positivity. And then the blessing of God comes on your life. When you dishonor, that's what empowers you to be negative. Somebody say, I'm just more of a negative person. No, you're, you're just a person who hadn't learned honor. I don't care if you watch CNN, Fox. I don't care you, what political party you're a part of. There's a whole bunch of negativity going on. And there's a, it's, it's driven, watch this, by a spirit of dishonor. Listen now. That speaks a language of Fear. And the devil's going, he's been at this a long time. So what the enemy did in the garden with Adam and Eve is he deceived them. He lied to them. He tempted them. And they reasoned among themselves. Well, yeah, I know God said not didn't do that, but if I'll be like God, I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna like I'm gonna. And they dishonored God because of somebody else's negativity. I'm gonna just tell you, I've always been a person. Dave and Millie Long, y'all know this about me. We've been together a long time. I wrote this book because of y'all's church. I can't be around negative people. It's not just about negative energy. I'm not about people that are speaking. You say, well, what about what what you just said about the President of the United States? Let me explain something to you. I was just being positive about a very negative situation that we need to stop the demonic forces that people don't even know they're under a demonic influence because they don't acknowledge God. So the reality is my job as a prophet is to call that out. A lot of people would say, who's one of the greatest leaders ever in the world? Well, if you were looking for people that had followers, if you were looking for people that that spoke the same language, if you were looking for people that moved the same way, Hitler was the greatest leader that, that has ever lived really? Yeah, because leadership is amoral. It has no morals. To get people to walk in cadence, to get people to Heil Hitler, to to have a youth organization, to raise up the next generation. There's never been another country that's been that strategic. But watch, it's leadership gone wrong. And that is where our country is right now. It is leadership gone wrong because there is no morality based on the word of God. Oh, if you want to be a boy and you're a girl, be a boy or a girl. Oh, it's about, it's about these people's rights and that people's rights. No, let me tell you something. It's about this book and lining your life up with this book and what this book says. That's what the truth is. So, as I close, Satan's goal for you is not to honor God, so, that you'll not to be able to receive the great and precious promises that enable you to share in the divine nature of God. Satan's number one weapon against you is negativity because here's what he knows the language of fear is negativity, and the language of faith is possibility based on the promises of God. Now, what is your greatest weapon? It's honor. Your greatest weapon against negativity is not to be positive. Your greatest weapon is to be honorable. It's to honor God with your life, honor God with your finances, honor God with your time. Be in the house of God. Let's Listen, let's don't just come back to church, but let's come to church and let's grow and develop and serve and give and make a difference in this community. And if, if I'm going to be a globalist, that's the way I want to be. I want to touch the globe through the, through the local church for the glory of God, because we come together and we're a tribe in the earth that God's going to put his hand on to make that happen. But you have to be an honorable person because honor is the one thing that makes everything in your life work like God intended for it to work. And Satan knows something. He knows that if he can get you to dishonor, you'll become negative. And the devil won't curse you, but you'll curse yourself. The devil is a master, not in cursing people. He didn't have that power. Listen to me. He didn't have the power to curse your life, but you have the power to curse your life. And the only way you give God the power to bless your life is if you honor God. And then he can bless your life. And then when he starts blessing your life, don't mess it up by what you say. Honor God with your mouth. Honor God with your money. Honor God with your life. Honor God with your time. Make his house a priority. Positivity is the fruit of being honorable that leads to blessing. Negativity is the language and fruit of dishonor that leads your life to being cursed, unproductive, and impoverished. I came to tell you the truth today because the truth you know is the truth that will set you free. And the reality is this. I want to pray for you because some of you, here's the fact. I don't care how long you've been a believer, been a Christian. Devil's not scared of those people. He's scared of people that actually honor God with their life. And they level their life up to what the word of God says, not what their own truth is. So would you bow your heads with me? Father, I thank you for every person that's here in this building, but that's also watching right now all around the world. God, I release a spirit of honor so that we would understand something. We don't honor evil. We don't honor evil, evil leadership. But God, what we do is we honor your word and your word is above every political party. Your, your word is above every agenda. But God, what we have going on in our country, what we have going on in the world is really moral depravity that is driven by a spirit of fear. And even Christians who have not decided to live a godly life, to do their marriage your way, to do sex your way, to do money your way, to do marriage your way. And God, that's what our attempt is in this family of choice called Elevate Life Church. We want to be godly. We're your sons. We're your daughters. And if we will follow you, if we will honor you, you will bless us to be fruitful, multiply, fill the earth, subdue it, and take dominion. So God, raise up dominion takers in politics. Raise up dominion takers in entertainment. Raise up dominion takers in business. And, and God, we don't want to, to be influenced by people who do not have your agenda. So God, we honor you. Every head's bowed, every eye's closed. And if you're here and you say, Keith, I know for sure that in my life, I'm not where I need to be with God. And I can't say that I've really sought to live a godly life. A godly life does not mean a sinless life, but it means a repentant life. (laughs) It doesn't mean that you do everything right. It just means that you know that you need the blood of Jesus to cover everything you do wrong. A godly life is a life that says, I want my life, my marriage, my money, my business. I want everything to please God. And God, that's what we want. And if you're here and you say, I haven't wanted that enough. I need to get my life right. I need to get my life in order. I need to honor God. It's the one thing that'll make everything else in your life work like God intended for it to work. If that's you, on the count of three, slip up your hand and say, I need that. One, two, three, come on, just lift up your hand. Say, I want that, I need that. I want that. And what that does is even by you lifting up your hand, it disarms the devil. It disarms his power over your life and over your family for generations to come. Because all it takes is one person in every family that'll take a stand and say, I want to be godly. And God says, now I can put my hand on you and you'll be God-like and you'll be a miracle worker, not a miracle needer. Father, I thank you for every person to just raise their hand. And Lord, as we are in your presence and as we pray this prayer, hear our prayer. Everybody pray this with me. You don't have to say it loudly, but say it out loud. Say, dear heavenly father, I ask you to forgive me for where I've missed it. I want to honor you, God, in every area and in every way I can. Holy Spirit, I give you permission to correct me and to direct me and to encourage me. From this day forward, I choose to honor God. God give me a spirit of honor so that because of the promises of God, I will have a positive spirit that will bring blessing on my life and on everyone in my life. In Jesus' name, amen. Would y'all just give God a big hand for people that maybe prayed that for the first time, amen? Thanks for listening. Make sure you subscribe to our channel on iTunes and YouTube. That way, you know when a new sermon has been uploaded. Also, if this message has impacted you and you want to contribute to help us reach more people, feel free to go to LV.live forward slash give. We look forward to seeing you here next time.